Hello and welcome to the Life is for Living podcast. My name is Lorcan Mitchell. The Life is for Living podcast is brought to you by MitchellDrum.com. Today on the Life is for Living podcast, I'm going to talk about why I'm recording a podcast and why in general. Why we do what we do, why we persist, why we struggle, why we don't give up. Um, If you know your why, it makes everything that much easier. And sometimes it's hard to find the why. But... I feel when you when you do rediscover yourself and understand yourself and understand what makes you tick and what makes you do the things you do you that why it's there naturally the there's an underlying I suppose instinct inside of us the gut that we have that is is constantly telling us kind of it's it's guiding us um i have a theory in life about when when we're born we're actually born twice so the first time we're born we're born basically with a road map and a guide and that rap map and guide is basically brings us through life and all the times we come through choices. Because life is all just about the choices you make. Like you can't, unfortunately, unfortunately, there's a lot of scenarios we can't affect, we can't change. But we can choose how to react, how to deal with these scenarios. Whether it's from relationships to jobs to career opportunities to just general walking down the street to taking a different turn. All these things are choices. And in I feel in our first life we have that, the, it's kind of a guide. The guide to our choices. And our guide walks along with us as we're going through life and it helps us make the choices to help us achieve our best and greatest version of life and for ourselves um like i believe life we all have the kind of desire to find what's us what works for us what fits like and if i feel that partly is is about finding your greatness and finding what we're great at and because generally what we're great at we like to do and it's not work and it's not effort so like life and that makes us happy so when we are on this first first path of life our guide brings us through and it's like it it shows us well you like doing this and you like meeting these people and all these scenarios and situations and choices that help us to achieve that greatness and that happiness and as we progress through life, okay, we make mistakes and we fall down, but I suppose in the first path, we, we don't make that many mistakes because we have the guide. And the guide brings us along and just shows us where to go and what to do. And we have that, um, 
that ultimate happiness that kind of we live life to our greatest and and it's it's fun like life is meant to be fun like if if you can have a choice you we all want to choose a fun life like and I feel that we all have the potential the possibility to be have fun and be happy and be as successful and as all the greatest things in life we can achieve but what happens in I feel this life that we're living now is we're born a second time and that second time we don't have a guide that guide is actually instead replaced and it's divided between our heart our head and our gut and them three pieces of information have to correlate to make life's decisions and that's hard and that is when we make a lot of mistakes and that is when we take the wrong path in life because we're listening to one or the other and we're not listening to all three um that when we face choices whether from relationships to employment to education to walking down the street to driving down the street to where we live to where we do anything we use one of the three instinct choices your head your heart your gut and a lot of the times we make decisions based on i suppose incomplete information and and incomplete um trust because sometimes we've as we've grown up like when we get to an age of stop trusting ourselves so when we become adults generally is where we make the most decisions and that time we've completely forgotten to trust our head, our gut, our heart. We have spent so much time being told as we're kids and as we're growing up that you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. And that, that builds up. That manifests over time as you're a kid. Like we are very subconscious beings. We take everything in. We might nationally realize we're taking things in. What we hear, what we see, what we smell, what we what we touch, what we taste, but everything has been absorbed into the subconscious brain. Like our brains are, and our, our body, our being is a f an amazing machine that we know so little about. And so when we become an adult, we've, we've lost that ability to trust our instincts, to trust our gut, to trust our feelings. Like feelings are very strong and powerful if you're learning to trust them. And... Um, sometimes feelings will bring you down the wrong path what you may see as the wrong decision but the wrong decision is actually partly just teaching you the lessons you need to learn to for the place you want to be like i have a, a quote in my house and it's up where i just make breakfast and dinner and it's i see it every day and it's a line that says, everything you were going through is preparing you for what you asked for. And I've, I see it every day. Some days I don't pay attention to it. Some days I do. The days that are the hardest is the days I'm like, really though? Like, I know I want happiness and fulfillment and joy and all these different, different things in life. I want to manifest my greatness i want to be happy i want to be fulfilled i want to explore and discover and meet and create and 
joy and wonder and all these things. And when I look at the quote and I'm like, okay, I want all these things, but I'm going through debt, debt, financial debt and pain and struggle and all these things. And I'm like, part of my consciousness is like, oh, I want these other things, but maybe you're right. Maybe I have to go through things because like everything we go through life in the is building the character and I suppose that in itself is probably a contradiction to my first piece about with the guide and stuff um maybe the first piece we actually already have the character pieces built in and the second time we're building the character um like a lot of stuff I say there's there's holding con holes and contradictions everywhere but I will continue anyway um so the second point the second part of life we've we've been instilled in this trust in ourselves and the trust in ourselves is probably the hardest part because as we've grown up we've we've been taught to trust others to trust others judgments over ourselves to trust what clothes people wear what music people listen to the opinions of others over ourselves and it can be very very hard to find yourself and rediscover what you are what your trust is what I am what my trust is and um, it took me a long time to rediscover that it took me I suppose years of of kind of weaving in and out of that path of like I like this I know where I am okay I'm lost and I kind of it up up until I was 27 is when I kind of I stopped doing things because I wanted other people's approval or other people's opinion or other people's judgment. And I started focusing on, well, what makes me happy? What's, what's me and what's, what do I focus on? And it, I'm still getting there. I'm still like every, it's constant, but it's not work anymore. It's not like, oh, this is hard. This is difficult. Like I've, if I view depends how I view life like if I view life on a monetary basis yeah I'm not rich on a financial value but I I have my own house that I've built I have my own business that I've started I have a car I have clothes I have running water I have like 90% of the world's population have less than I have so I'm extremely lucky and extremely grateful and sometimes I don't look at that and remember that and I suppose this time I'm kind of, I forgot to like, yeah, I like we go around life running around chasing money and chasing financial gain as the premise to that is happiness. And I think that's wrong. Like I think finance and money, it's, it's important if all the other bits are being fulfilled and taken care of. But if you're making money, but you're, doing terrible things or hurting people or not adding any value then there's I suppose a choice the person the individual has to make um, I feel the, the job I have the career I've chosen it brings me value but it brings others people's value and uh, like I make musical instruments and I've designed and created new I've invented new percussion instruments for dancers and for drummers and I see the joy, enjoyment people get from when they play it. And that kind of, I suppose, some of that you can't fake 
Now, of course you can, but I see it as bringing value for that purpose, but like that, every, everybody's different. And like I said earlier, there's lots of contradictions to what I say, um, but I've learned on since I started back on this path, what is this, six years ago? Um, it was kind of six years, probably not, maybe five years when I put that sticker up on my, my wall. And um, it's like there's, there's not, there's a struggle. I suppose part of my journey is I'm hoping to make everybody else's journey that bit easier. Um, like to pass on the knowledge that I've acquired to be like, okay, well, I've made all these stupid mistakes. Don't make all these mistakes. Okay, you're going to make loads of other mistakes, but focus on not make, well, don't focus on, don't make these ones. And we'll work together on making less mistakes. Like you're always going to be learning. Life is the biggest exam. Unfortunately, it doesn't give you any preparation before it gives you the test. But that doesn't mean you can't, I suppose, use all we've learned from before and all the instincts we've gathered over life to be like, well, maybe if I do these things and these things, this can work out differently. Um, but it kind of comes back to what I was saying about our why and why we do what we do and finding your why. Like there's a guy called Simon Sinek and he has a great book about called The Power of Why. And I know, well, he has a book, but it's the he's a TED talk that I came across. And it's it's good, it's very good. It kind of it makes you realize that if you find your why, you can make everything else work. And um when I I like I found my why. I suppose, well, I, I kind of knew it for years. It's weird, like, I kind of knew my why. What age am I now? 33. I was 17. What's that? Um, nearly 17 years ago? Give or take? 16 years ago? Um, I made an electric guitar for my leaving cert in secondary school. And I kind of had an idea. I was like, I'd like to do this as a job. This is fun. I'm interested, and I could see the. It was. It wasn't a job, as in, I'm gonna go in and gonna make lots of money. It was like I enjoy it. Like it was the only reason I went to school for, part of my leaving cert anyway was just to make it. And once I finished it, I was like, okay, I have no interest anymore. Um, but. Life, experts told me you can't make a career making musical instruments, and I listened, but. Thankfully, I did because I ended up doing a carpentry apprenticeship that ended up teaching me how to build my own house. I ended up traveling the world. So, like, it, it brought me back to where I am now. And so these were the, the life lessons, the, the choices that I thought I, well, I thought I was forced to make. And subconsciously, I didn't like making or consciously didn't like making them. But subconsciously, everything worked out. So I think sometimes it is about trusting the process and trusting the trust in yourself like a lot of the times it just it it didn't um it didn't make sense where things were moving in the direction i was going in but it all worked out 
and I'm yeah I couldn't be more happy the way my life is um, I have a beautiful house um, although small I have a beautiful girlfriend and I have a career that I love and I don't see it as a job like I work every day and it's not work I work long hours I work hard but it's it's something I have a passion for it's something I have a feel of a purpose with and um, the I suppose kind of part of me even kind of talking about this is when we try and keep control like from a lot of looking at my life a lot of it was chaotic as I was growing up and out of control like I didn't do anything according to how I should have done it so uh, maybe that in that way I found where I'm meant to be by default because I let go of I have to do this this way and have to do that that way and like it kind of it didn't up until I suppose I came back and kind of settled on my my passion my purpose everything was kind of and even still even still now I've I don't really have control of what I'm doing or where I'm going like every day is different I'm doing different tasks whether it's building the website or making the drums or making bags or reading or studying about online marketing or ads or all these different things like every day there's like need to do this piece and this piece and this piece so like I've I suppose I don't have any control in the sense that some most days I've no idea what I'm going to be doing like I should and the people to say oh plan your week and plan your day ahead and I do to a certain degree, but a lot of the times I'm like, well, this is how I feel today. Today I feel like doing this, and today I feel like doing that. Like today I felt like reading and writing. I was reading a book called, I am reading a book. It's called Turbo Success. How to reprogram the human biocomputer. It's actually, it's got from a guy called, from a guy by the name of Ranji Holland. And it's actually a very good book. It's um, it's a book about how you pr- how you program your thoughts into your brain to help you achieve the life results you want. So, um, he talks about like that that fe- that loop that we keep feeding ourselves. Like a lot of us have a the continuous loop from when we're kids. Uh, what we're told when we're kids: you're not good at this, you're not good at that, you'll never amount to anything, and. Like, there's probably huge correlations between what people are fed as kids up to when they're teenagers and then they become adults and life is a struggle, life is a challenge or people end up becoming involved in crime because when we're told a continuous loop that feeds into our conscious and our subconscious and our brain is amazing, a machine that we know very little about and that we should... I suppose be more delicate in how we talk to people and how we treat people and how we talk to ourselves. Like when that that voice, that that loop that says we're not good at this, we're not good at that, we're ugly, we're fat, like we take other people's views and judgments and we take them as our own. And then by taking them as our own, we bring them with us. And we bring them with us everywhere we go and then we blame ourselves and we blame others and we kind of blame ourselves and then we blame others and it's 
it's this constant back and forth because like this constant loop is playing subconsciously in oh I can't do that I'm not good at that or I can't do this or I'm fat or I'm ugly or I'm not smart enough and like our life is constantly compared to others and we end up losing ourselves because we've lost our voice like we've we've then filled the pain with tv and drink and drugs and just some way to quieten the voice in our head because we've we've lost the we've lost the love for ourselves like i think um I don't think I know, like a big part of my purpose, my passion is is to remind people to love themselves. Like it was kind of, I've always been a bit odd and I'm kind of now more than ever coming to um, love my weirdness. I love, I've been loving it for years, but like when I was younger, I was always, I had lots of friends, but I was always kind of in and out of like on the edges and there'd be times I'd be in a room full of people but I couldn't I never fit in and I drank because I thought this will make me cool and people like me but it was just and then I was afraid to give up drinking because it was like well will people like me if I stop drinking but then I stopped drinking because I wanted to focus on me and my purpose and my business and my career and it was the best decision I ever made because it made me focus on loving myself and not viewing my greatness or my importance of what I'm good at or what I have them strengths and benefits and and using other people's judgments of them um whether they're good or not like I was like well like it's my opinion and my it's it's matters if I think they're good or not um like there's a quote from a movie that I've always loved from the first time I read it or from the first time I've seen it and it's from the movie Despicable Me and there was a, the little girl, I can't think of her name the, the smallest girl, there's three daughters and the, the smallest and the second girl they were playing at some park or something and I think one of the daughters was, one of the girls was she not she was being, well, she was being mean I think there's something about movies and they're kind of encouraging meanness anyway but she was, this girl, like the little girl was happy, kind of playing away on her own and I said, Agatha, her name is just ringing a bell, but maybe it's not. But the other daughter, the other girl said like, um, why are you so happy? Nobody likes you anyway or something. And then the little girl responded and she goes, well, I like me. And I thought that was powerful. Like that's uh, like, I suppose that's where I've been searching and kind of finding since for a few years is I like me. I love me. Like that power to say I love me um, and be happy with that and understand, oh, yeah, there's there's ways I things have to work on, improve and blah, blah, blah. There's always growth and but to at the, the gist of it, like I love me. I love what I am, who I am, how I feel, how I think. Um, like to be able to say that and like kind of give yourself a kind of a, 
a mental hug, if you will, or a spiritual hug and say, yeah, I love me. Um, like, because a lot of the times we wait for other people to say it, I love you, but then that gives them the power over you because if they stop saying it, you're like, well, if you don't love me, then nobody loves me. But like, if I love me, like that, that just saying, I love me, I love myself. Like, there's this notion of being egotistical and being like a narcissist if you have like a love for yourself. But if you don't love for yourself, if you don't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? Like the, the greatest love you can give to humanity is like love yourself first because then it's easy to love other people because you understand what it feels like. You understand what loving somebody feels like because you are using yourself as your main your main source of inspiration source of knowledge like um we we kind of i suppose we fear loving ourselves well we're not not that we fear loving ourselves it's part of our upbringing and our conditioning as well that like we're told that there's something wrong with us and that we're we like from really young as soon as we can talk we're being conditioned to think and to speak and to not to speak and like all these like even hugging and touching and all these things have have moved from just genuine love to a sexual thing so as we get older we lose the fact that like we could love somebody for just the generosity of them being good people and like wanted to hug or like but yes we've mixed that now with sexuality and like it's all about attractiveness and sex and all these things that like take away from that beautiful natural element of love like love is a very wondrous thing and like i'm a prophet of love like i'm I strongly believe that love will save the world and love will save us all and love is a lot stronger than fear and love is a lot stronger than hate and like we've constantly been in a battle and we always will be like life is a balance it'll be a balance between love and fear and like but love is going to win every time because it's so pure and so natural like fear is an unnatural state like love is the most natural way because it's it's effortless like it's effortless to love when you're connected through somebody spiritually, like mentally, through even maternally, through your family and things like you can fall out with family and fall out with friends, but there's a deep love. And like when that deep love, that can't be, that can't be broken and like you see it like it's you see it in nature you see it with animals you see it with parents and their kids like it's it's so beautiful and so pure and i think we've we've kind of we've we've we are afraid of our love like we're afraid to even admit it like as men like there's this cloud of a cloak of shame to admit love and you must be soft or you must be gay or there must be something wrong with you if you if you admit you have feelings and you love for others like it's 
and it's madness like it's absolute insanity that people are saying oh well you can be if hateful and you can be little people and you can do all these horrible negative things and you're a tough person but if you can show love you're weak and like the irony is the opposite is true like if you can show love that's amazing strength like love is like the strongest feeling you can show you can give because you're fully exposed you're fully open to these hypothetical attacks that will come for you from if if they see weakness because sometimes people sense love as a weak thing but like you see a a lion with her cub you go touch her cob, you see the lion all week and playful with her cob, or a mother with a child, and you go near that child, and you see that love turn from weakness to strength very, very quickly. And, like, we forget the strength of love, like, the strength and the unity in it. And I suppose there's things that part of this Life is for Living podcast is to remind people of that. Like, love will float in around this topic very much because um, love is important to love ourselves to love others like to love life to love what you do to love every day like it's life is very short and like we are very fortunate that we're here at this time like it's probably one of the greatest times in humanity where we have all the possibilities that we could ever need to make a life of abundance for everybody like not just for westernized societies where we have all running water and heat and wi-fi and all these different things but everywhere like we shouldn't have poverty and homelessness and hunger and all these things and like that's where i believe love can conquer all and i believe it will like i'm i'm an eternal optimist like when i've I've got to know myself. I've spent time with myself. Like, I spend a lot of my days on my own, reading, writing, listening to music, but I'm constantly thinking in my head. And, like, I've I've loved myself for a long time. That's helped me through, I suppose, with the... Everything you're going to is preparing for you for what you asked for. That also helped me love myself. And, like smile when I didn't feel like smiling and being like but like this kind of it could be worse cloak like I kind of I don't know where I found and I picked it up and I just put it over me and I was like for all the difficulties I went through for all the hardships for all the struggling for all the things in like these kind of punches in life that were thrown at me I was like okay you can hit me but you're not going to stop me and I kind of kept lifting my head up and I kept going forward and there's a poem I'm going to read I actually have it in my kitchen and I'm going to read a few now and it's it's connected like this everything is connected with I suppose what I talk about even though sometimes I go off track but it's a poem called Invictus And it's written by a man called William Ernest Henley. And if you haven't read the poem, 
I'll I'd remember I'd remind you or I'd encourage you to look it up. It's called Invictus, but I'm gonna read it for you now. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the blunderings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears, looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years, finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the stroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. So, if you want to look that up, the poem is called Invictus. It is a very beautiful poem and it's another poem that helped me, I suppose, give me strength when, when I needed it, when I needed them, when I had them times of doubt and worry and I suppose I didn't have the love inside me and I hadn't that cloak of kind of, you can get through this, you're tougher than all the life that's been thrown at you. Um, and it's it's brought me the other side. Like it's it's helped me to be positive, to be appreciative, to be grateful, to be helpful, to be friendly. Like there's... Everybody's going through life in different ways, challenging different things. And we all, like, somebody says something mean and reacts to us or cuts it off in traffic. And all of a sudden, we react badly with aggression or we get bad service or we're, like... But none of us know what anybody's going through in life. And, like, if you're going through good things and somebody's been rude or ignorant like they could be going through terrible things in life they could be going to the hospital their loved one is sick or they could just been fired or their kid like there's there's a billion different things that could happen but like it if like my mom in her wisdom she always says if you've nothing nice to say don't say anything like and like but i know that comes back to a lot of times where people there's there's that that deep love that we've we've lost we've lost as humanity we've lost as uh, like but it's coming back like i'm i'm an eternal optimist and i am very positive for the future like and i'm i i see the greatness in people i see like everybody's amazing potential and people like a lot of the times when I'm talking to people and they're like, I want to do this and I want to do that. Like, and I'm, try, I'm like mentally and verbally, I'm like shaking them. I'm like, you can do this. You can do that. Like, don't judge your success by the paradigms and the, the measurements of other people. Like other people will say, and I've got it. Like the only reason I can talk about this is because when I started making drums five years ago, I was told you'll never make a living making musical instruments. I was doubt, I was questioned, but I was like, I like it. I like me, I love me, I love what I'm doing. Like that little girl from Despicable Me, it was like, but I like me and I love what I'm doing. Like it shouldn't be about somebody else's metric and somebody else's results and rewards. Like we, we live in a Hollywood life of fast results and like bad 
bad mentality and bad, bad, like how we deal with people and all these different things. Like we've, 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 we've sacrificed long-term happiness for, for short-term rewards, whether it's the drink and drug lifestyle to like fast, meaningless sex to like, oh, that job's not working. I'm going to do that one too making money and kind of screwing people and scamming people just to get that like fix of well I'm rich now or I've all these relationships and like we need to sometimes like I love where I live in the countryside I can turn I don't have a tv I don't read the news I do social media for work but I try and avoid it if I can and I try and ignore the uh, the noise as I see it because the noise for me a lot of the times it's uh, it could drive you crazy and like a lot of people it has driven them crazy because they're trying to com- keep up with the noise and add into it and be part of that um, well this is the way I have to behave and this is the way I have to achieve fulfillment and achieve success and achieve my relationships and all these things with like fast cars and like women and sex and all these different things that are uh, like deep inside are hurting us because we we kind of we're not doing it because we want to do it we're doing it because we want that um we want that not gratification we want we want other people's approval so like and i'm saying this because like that's what i i've i've done it like that was my teens and 20s it was it was a life of other people's opinions and doing what i thought other people would like me to do and never really knowing me or what i like to do and that left me with lots of heartache and lots of pain and lots of anguish and and i struggled through my teens and 20s like i suppose i struggled from like from secondary school from first year in secondary school when i was 13 all the way up till i was probably 27 it's when i changed when that kind of flip happened and i was like okay i'm stopping i'm I had followed and kind of went along and I was like, no more. I can't, I can't continue. This isn't working. Um, and it kind of was like, I was on this mad track of society and I was like, okay, I'm just going to step off and I'll just stop here and I'll recalibrate and find myself again. And I was in the Philippines and I spent a lot of time, my own reading and writing and thinking and, it it kind of i suppose i learned to what to value and how to reappreciate things again and i've i've made a lot of mistakes like i don't regret anything because i can't change them and i'm happy with the person i am now that won't make the mistakes again and that's what i'm hoping to help people with whatever even if it's just to listen and to pick up on whatever things i can add that might make life 
that bit better, that bit easier, but like we have to get away from comparing ourselves to others, like the social media lifestyle, the like friends and likes and shares and clicks and all these things and like a lot of people that are truly happy and are doing their own thing aren't telling anybody about it aren't putting ads or posts or videos or blogs they're like just doing it they're living in the moment and like that's what we and i'm part of that proverbial we we have to start living in the moment and because this moment is very short like we've no idea how long we have like we take life for granted as if we have this monstrous amount of time but we don't know like none of us know how long we've got here um like god forbid it could be gone tomorrow and like i don't want that to happen i believe that's not going to happen but in reality it could and we have to like live for today and like life is for living like there's a song from passenger and that changed it changed my life like that song changed everything about where i was going and what i was doing because when i was in the philippines I'd been in New Zealand, Australia, working and doing the traveling. I'm a qualified carpenter, so I went to New Zealand and got a job and did the whole working and partying and working and partying. Did the same in Australia. And in Australia, I was like, okay, this isn't, this isn't working anymore. Like, I got a job making lots of money, and I just wasn't happy. I wasn't enjoying it. And I was like, this is what we were told, make money equals happiness, and it didn't. So I was kind of like, okay, I need... This isn't the fulfillment I was expecting. So I went to the Philippines. And even though part of me, the reason I went to the Philippines was because I had studied financial trading in the past and done quite well with it. And so I wanted to study it again because I knew if I bought and sell stocks and shares, I could make money and be happy. I was still caught up in that money equals happiness. But I followed my choices and sometimes the choices do help. Um, so I went to the Philippines and studied financial trading and I chose the Philippines because it was cheap to live there, they had good English and they had good internet. And they were my main three criteria. So I was like, I can go there for six months, study for 10 hours a day and I have a bit of money saved that I can invest and start making a living from it. Um, but got to the Philippines and one of my best friends recommended this guy called Passenger. At the time, he'd released the song, Let Her Go. Um, whatever that was, 2012, 2013. So I, I listened to a few songs, watched a few YouTube videos, and then I was like, this guy's really good. So I just downloaded his album, um, all the little things, all these little things, and listened to it like religiously for like months and months and months. And there was a song, Life is for Living on It, and that song changed my life because... Um, it's funny, it's actually on in the background here as I'm talking about it. It's, it made me question everything. Like, there's a, there's a line of the song and it goes, um, I'm sick of this town, this blind man's forage. They take your dreams down and they stick them in storage. You can have them back, son, when you've paid off your mortgage and loans. Oh, hell with this place. I'm going my own way. 
I stick out my thumb and I trudge down the highway. Someday someone must be going my way home. And that, that kind of first in the song, um, it, it, it lit something. It, I think it was something that was there, but I had listened to it a while, and it lit something that... Um, it's the verses I'm here now, just as I'm... Um, and it, it kind of sparked that, that kind of creativity, that dream, that kind of love again. Like it, there was a love that it was probably not. It was I was probably emotionless for a long time, and just kind of trudging through life and just, um, just existing and not really being emotionally present or emotionally connected to people, even to my family. Like I was kind of thinking back that, um, that it was just I was kind of plodding along and this song kind of it changed everything it kind of it made me question the why I was doing it and what I was doing and like what I wanted to do like kind of removing the need and like the financial trading helped in one aspect because there was a guy I don't know who wrote it but he had a line in a book and I wrote read lots of books every day I was reading and writing and he said um I don't know why he said it when it came to trading, but it was like, um, what would you do with your time if you didn't have to worry about money? And I had no idea. Like, that was the question that changed me because I had no idea what I'd like to do with my time. Like, I was like, well, I like playing sport and I like going out and drinking and partying. But then I was like, you can't really do that as a thing with your time. You can do that as part of the time and I was kind of getting to a stage where I was sick of them anyway so I had no idea and that's when life started throwing these things at me and was like well what do you like to do and I started questioning I started like it was more the subconscious question because um I Ended up coming back from the Philippines and then the typhoon happened at the end of 2013. So I went back to the Philippines again and went there building houses and started a music school. And I'll, I'll explain all this in a, another podcast. But while I was there and I, I ended up making wooden drums and um, I felt kind of not an epiphany, but a, a clarity. Like when I was there and seeing like abject poverty, but absolute happiness. And I was kind of like, we were brought up in this notion of money equals happiness. But these people had nothing, like lost their homes, like wearing old jerseys, no shoes in their feet. But they were like, the kids, they were so helpful and friendly and happy. And they were, because they were alive, but they had their family and they had their health. And like, they didn't see what they'd lost the same as where we'd look at it. And, but I, I started music school and I seen the power of music. Like I ended up, I had my guitar with me and I was playing the guitar one day and the kids went crazy laughing and singing. And, um, I was like, I knew I couldn't, it was only a small kind of village that I ended up joining an NGO with. And 
I knew I couldn't build enough houses because I was the only carpenter and there was it was very small and kind of um, it was at the very early stages of the organization just after the typhoon so I was like okay I can't build enough houses but I can leave them with music because I suppose I've always loved music and I've loved the power of music and like music I've something I've been involved in all my life my parents got us playing instruments and I learned the guitar and it was always something that helped me when I was bad days at home bad days in school I'd pick up the guitar and play but I think I lost the appreciation of music not the appreciation but because we have it so easily in western society that and especially in Ireland I think we we take music completely for granted that because you see it everywhere so you think ah oh, yeah it's just music it's just music and it's just music but when I went to a country that didn't have it and that don't have it is freely available but yet when they were given the opportunity it was like oh this is magic like with all their struggles with all their pain and difficulty but yet music was kind of there was a vibrancy to it and I was like oh wow so I decided to start a music school and because I was like I can afford to buy some instruments and stuff and one of the girls in the organization was like well you're a carpenter why don't you make some wooden drums and you can have them as instruments too and I was like that's not a bad idea so that's exactly what I did um I turned my tent into a makeshift workshop, bought some material in the local hardware store and just made, made 10 drums and went to the local city, bought some guitars and ukuleles and started a music school and had like 40 kids every day learning music and it was amazing. It was kind of, it, it's the reason I'm doing what I'm doing now, it's that purpose that I feel I have that is my gift is to help and bring music to people and promote it and support it and encourage it and build the musical instruments that I was told and I listened at the start was you can't make a living from it but I don't want to make a living from it I want to make a life and I know the song life is for living but you have to look at making a life from something like a living is is done by if you're just viewing it on monetary terms and if monetary terms are your goal you're always going to be striving for more money but if you make a life of your talents your gifts and your greatness then you'll make all the money you will ever need because you focused on you and your life and being selfish but in love with yourself in the same time that these are the things that are important to you and these are the things that make you happy and I had a kind of, I suppose, an epiphany moment, I suppose, in a way, when I was in my tent in the Philippines and I was kind of sitting underneath the stars and it was one of the nights before I was coming back home, back to Ireland, and I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I, I hadn't thought about what I was going to do when I got back home. I was like, do I still do financial trading? It was, I hated it, but I was like, I'll do it because... That was what I'd thought about doing. And then one of the guys in the organization was saying, there's lots of building work in Switzerland and there's lots of building work in London. So I was like, I was tied between, I could make a, li a living being a carpenter. And then I just, that voice in my head started getting louder again. Like, 
after I started feeding it the positive energy and the good feelings and emotions and feeding it love was I suppose what I'd stopped feeding it for a long time I was like I love me I love what I'm doing I love my choices and the voice was basically saying um, you have two options you can go down making a living and earning 500, 600 euro a month or a week or whatever it is building houses or you can make a life and I've no idea where the life is going to go but it's going to be an amazing adventure like you're going to be making musical instruments and if you commit to it it's going to be amazing like I had no idea where I was going what I was doing I was like okay it was a completely plunge into darkness um, but I kind of knew deep down I was like from even when I made the guitar and leaving start I was like I can go to festivals I can hang out with musicians I can play music it's fun like the stuff I was like music for me was like it was a life it was like I can have fun doing a job and if I do well enough people will pay me first so but the one thing I made sure I did, and it was in the same conversation, it was like, okay, you have to commit. It was kind of, and it was weird having this conversation with myself because I was being my hardest, kind of sternest, um, critic, but my biggest supporter was like, I was like, you have to commit. Like, it's either go down the living road and get a job and do that. Or, but if you're going to go down the life road, you have to commit. And you have to commit that you're going to stay doing it until it works. However long it takes, however difficult it is, you have to commit. And I don't think I slept that night because I was scared to death in the fact that like... I had no idea what I was committing to. And I had no idea that, like, what was going to happen. Like, it was a complete unknown. Um, but I weighed up the positives and the negatives, and I was like, well, okay, like, if I commit to this and the worst comes to worse, it doesn't work out. Well, I wasn't going to say it doesn't work out because I committed to it. So I was like, okay, if I commit to this, how hard is it really going to be? And I suppose luckily I didn't have any of these thoughts. I was just like, um, there was that love inside me was kind of like, you have the strength. I'm here supporting you. You can do this. And, but it was kind of like, you have to say it. You have to say the words. I commit to making this work, whatever it takes. And that was six years ago, give or take. And that commitment has got me through a lot of hard days because there was a lot of days where things weren't working and things just didn't seem to be, yeah, there was just struggle and pain and difficulty and all these things that just didn't, didn't work. Like for, for the first few years, like the products weren't working couldn't sell anything and <coughs> when I made the new creation the Mitchell drum it looked literally I made the first one the start of 2015 it literally took me 12 months 
to replicate the same sound in another one. So I spent 12 months, mistake, 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 mistake. Now, obviously looking back now, it was all learnings and lessons. But at the time I was like, I was in my old head, I was like failure, 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 failure. But I still had that, every time I went to the kind of like, I'm going to quit, that commitment came back and said, you promised. You said you were going to stick at it regardless of hard it was going to get. You knew it was going to get hard. And I'm so happy and proud of myself that I stuck it out because I have a life. I have a life I love. And um, it's like it's magical. It's like, and I'm only getting started. Like, I will let you know on other podcasts my dreams and goals and aspirations and I'm under no illusions that I won't achieve everything because as I've achieved little bits through this journey of life my confidence and my love and my ambition has just grown and grown and I'm like I feel like that cloak of invincibility is just like yeah you can do anything and Sometimes I have to stop viewing my financial rewards on achievements. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very proud of myself. I'm very happy with what I've achieved. And like that comes back to, as I said, life is for living and making a life and loving yourself and loving the process and like there's a lot of times it's difficult like it's not easy in the sense of we all have challenges we're going through like what you're going through is going to be completely different than what I'm going through but there's going to be similarities that I hope I can help and I hope in ways I'm gonna teach and learn and um, advise in whatever way I can like I've and help like that's why I'm here that's what this podcast is going to be about it's not about um knocking you down it's about building you up it's kind of like i've i've learned to stand and i've learned to move forward and i want to build everybody up i want everybody to be like okay just if you're on your if you're on your belly then get on your knees if you're on your knees sit up if you can sit up you can stand if you can stand you can fly like there's no there's no limits like there is no limits this life is a magical experience like we live in this wonderland of magic that like sometimes i can get i can see it i'm kind of in and out of it and like i'm so excited i'm so excited for the future and like i'm so excited for what we can achieve together and like this is part of my mission and what I'm uh, what I'm not pushing myself to do but it's what I like to do I like to talk and I like to help if I can and teach if I can and just encourage like that's all I want to do is just encourage it's just going to be encouragement like sometimes the encouragement might be a bit um forceful in the fact that like 
there might be all the nicey nicey stuff to it as well but there's always going to be a hug and it's always going to be done with love but sometimes there's going to be a push and a kick up the hole and be like you need to get off your arse you need to get start doing shit like there's going to be that encouragement too because like but 